Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode seven of Upkeep Piscanta. As always, I'm Will. I'm Jack. I'm Ryan. And today we're going to be talking about the coming SCG in Baltimore and our expectations for the tournament. Uh, we had a recent banning announcement, well, an announcement announcement coming for the following Monday. That is not today that we're recording. And then today's main topic is going to be preparing yourself for a major tournament and our experience with going into it and the the day of playing Hours of Magic. And with the intro out of the way, let's get right into it. How was uh, the week for us at Magic Boys? Oh, it was all right. I'm trying to work on a few things. Well, I know Ryan's been working on Vintage. Uh, what'd you build? Um, It's not quite there yet, but we're getting there. I just wanted to get something together and try it out. But uh, we're looking at trying to take some unlimited turns with uh, Voltaic Key and Time Vault fairly early in the game, hopefully turn one. Um, also, with uh, Underworld Breach and um, Time Walk, we're looking to... Just use use breach, pay the two mana, and we got paradoxal engine sort of as a combo with that to keep on tapping our moxes. Played a couple matches. It's a lot of fun, um, but definitely interesting. Just dumping your hand on turn one, no matter what. It seems like. How does it feel playing with uh, like moxes and lotuses? How does it how does it feel ripping the power nine down? Oh, black lotus in your opening hand. You're like what? Why is this here? It feels great, honestly. So what do you think is the like biggest obstacles, I guess, of putting the deck together? Is it like the access to cards, or is it like just really trying to... F- uh, right now, yeah, right now I'm really early on, so I don't quite have all the necessities quite yet. But uh, I think as they come, the deck will definitely start morphing into something a little more legitimate to play with. It's pretty dope. Um, have you noticed like any... I guess like tough spots and like your your sequencing and like how you're playing. Oh, just sometimes it's like you just don't have the gas to begin with in your mulligan, and and it's just a rocky road. It seems like even everything's restricted in your deck. Mostly, you know, half your deck is just restricted cards. So kind of the hands sometimes turn into a crapshoot. Yeah, I see that. I mean, I've been playing uh, some Grixis Control in in Pioneer. I played, I'm in the middle of my second league right now. If I didn't misplay, like on a couple of them, I would have finished three and two, but I ended up finishing two and three. But. Yeah, yeah, this vintage attack is also Grixis based, and it's pretty fun. But it's been cool. I mean, the, the deck list is it's pretty, like, standard for Grixis. It's Fatal Push, Thought Seize, Thought Erasures. But I'm really trying to find, like, the compilation i guess of how many of everything to run which has been the hardest part finishers are bolus yeah i feel like you gotta be pretty intricate in those colors of what spells you play but it hasn't been bad you know i haven't had an issue with like getting like through the threats it's a lot of it's just like my order of how i'm playing cards is like it's really been affected by it but i think well i think i think naturally every deck you have to learn anyways right just kind of iron out the kinks but it's been fun like, I really enjoy you know turn I mean? one Thought Seize, turn two and Thought Erasure, turn three Call Against Command. Like, that's a good time. Yeah, yeah I mean, I played wow. against it last night, and uh, it's honestly kind of brutal. 
I mean, I remember thought seizing you kind of late in the game and just seeing that your entire hand had answers for everything in my hand or anything I could draw for basically the rest of the game. That's what the planeswalkers are for. Grix's planeswalkers are mean, dude. Yeah, they're pretty pretty tough. So, Jack, you're still working on Asban Abzana? Yeah, um, I've been playing. I've been playing around by list. Um, I have the basic shell of it, but the removal package and sideboard, especially like Abzan's tough because in a format that's very blue dominated right now, not having blue, it's very noticeable. Um, like not being able to really interact on the stack as as much as the blue deck would be able to, it, it's definitely apparent. Um, I've been messing around also with Abzan Coco, but honestly, the, like the reason Band Spirits has been doing so well is because of all the answers that those and Abzan. It, it's a cool way to cheat creatures out or try to fill the board back up at the end of like your opponent's turn, but. Cocoing into you know something to make all your creatures indestructible or you know a way to counter a spell quick is just too much value to pass up. Yeah, I can imagine not having the blue. That's what's really tough for me. I know playing any deck when I'm not playing blue, I just feel like I'm like really behind the curve. I suppose. Yeah, like trust trust me, I love slam and siege rhinos. You know this great creature, but not having blue is really tough in this format right now. You and your Siege Rhino, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, Siege Rhino's alright, I just, I don't know, I think there's better cards. But also, like... <sighs> yeah, they're all blue. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know, what do you prefer playing more, the Spirits or the Coco? I know you, or, sorry, the Spirits or the Abzan, rather. I know you were struggling with Spirits for a little while. Like, you were like, just sitting there trying um, to figure out how it won. Yeah, I, I've since playing it i probably jammed like 20 more games this week and honestly it's it's a really fun deck to play once you get the hang of it just knowing when to coco and when to hold creatures back um in case you need them to counter something or to make something hexproof quick it's actually a really interactive deck when you get the hang of it it's super fun actually and that's the best part about coco i love coco yeah so what else do you guys think about um the real quick on that real quick on that though i do miss thoughtsies Oh, you're not playing with Thoughtseize? It's Bant. Bant Spirits. Oh, you're saying in Spirits. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I'm playing without, without Thoughtseize. Kind of. But I'm trading Thoughtseizes for counters, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you have it. And if you need to, you can always run uh, like some random artifacts for your sideboard. Uh, so what do you guys think here in this upkeep step we have here? You want to... You want to move to the next one? I think we paid our dues for the cumul cumulative upkeep. All right. So now the costs are paid. What do you expect to see going into the next, um, I guess, SCG? That's the next event we're going to have here. It's in, Balti yeah, it's in Baltimore. What do you think we're going to see for the, the SCG in Baltimore? Uh, honestly, I think we're going to see the same things we have been seeing. Um there's definitely a chance that there's a breakout deck. Like, I know a lot of people have been messing around with Enchantress based decks. Um, I just don't know if it's strong enough to compete with what we already know is in the format. Well, let me tell you, so like, getting on that, I watched um, Saffron Olive posted a green white Enchantress deck on his, like, on YouTube. 
yesterday and I watched and it was absolutely insane. The deck went four and one, absolutely stomped, stomped out delirium, stomped out inverter. Like it was, it was nuts. Like I, I usually don't watch like all five games, but I watched all five games just to see. And it was nuts. Like it was just beating these decks down, beating them down. Yeah, I've definitely played against a few lists that were probably similar. I'll have to watch that though, but they're they're brutal. Yeah, they, there's two uh, one drop white auras that just give the creature plus one plus one for each enchantment in play. But there's two different ones. And then you go in ethereal armor on turn three. This this deck's not two. even playing any of these. So the the whole like premise What's behind this. Corsair crew fix on the enchantment creatures. Yeah, so like it was yeah. it's Herald of Pantheon and then Corsair Crew Fix, Attestant Champion, uh Calyx, which isn't a creature, but it's the planeswalker, and Idol on a Blossom. So you're just making that like churn engine of drawing cards, putting counters, and then you have random like baffling and sealaways, Wolf Willow Haven. The star of the deck though is Gideon's intervention. Yeah, that card is absolutely not. You just turned everything off and nobody had an answer for it. Which is pretty sweet though. But I agree. I think we're going to see a lot of Inverter, a lot of Salt Tide Leader. I think we're going to see the breakout of the Golgari deck. Um, yeah, I could see that. Which is just... That deck's pretty quick. And it's really only adding black for like, Riding Registrar. But like... Yeah, but that deck's rough too. On a way to motion too. Yeah, it was pretty... But you know what I've saw and I've I've played against a bunch in these these last couple of leagues. I've played like these mono white devotion decks are moving from the Arcanist Owl to Benelish Marshall, which you're getting one less de- like Pippa Devotion, but it does so much more. Like Benelish Marshall anthem antheming your stuff is like so worthwhile. Yeah, they yeah, it's, it's super an extra better. three four damage. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you got a bunch down, and all of a sudden. Makes it so you can't like languish out the Heliod. Yeah. Uh, um. But so, so talking about this event, we got that announcement for the BNR. Oh, it's a, and it's announcement for the announcement, which seems kind of ridiculous, right? Well, they said they would do it though. So, I mean, let's be honest here. So, I think Inverter's gone. Dig through time's gonna go out of principle. Um, I, I have a very interesting opinion on that uh i think that dig through time is definitely on the block and underworld reach about. but i actually think it would be counterintuitive the bad inverter right now um i i feel like it it's a combo deck that wins on turn five and i don't think that's bad for the format i think it's becoming sort of like the police of the format right now i don't know i don't necessarily think that's the case like so for example two card combos are not like, I feel like if you ban Dig Through Time, you nerf the deck enough that it just becomes fine. I mean, I, I watched um, a couple streamers try to port Inverter over to Modern, and the deck just gets worse because you don't have Dig Through Time. Like, it's actually a lot worse. Yeah, you also have much powerful removal. You got counter spells that don't cost anything in Modern. I mean, that's that's. Oh, I don't really saying, think that's I, a I good think... benchmark to say that Dig Through Time... It's the only reason that deck is good. Oh, I th- I think it is being able to invert her and then delve away your graveyard. So like when you invert her, you you can just win instead of having to churn through cards in your library. I think it's a big part of it. 
with that being said, you could run a you could run a tour yeah, it, really, it really helps you find your pieces. It too. does. I think the consistency that Dig Through Time gives is one hundred percent a big problem. But I also don't think the two card combo like uh, it obviously it would it, slow it, it down. Dig Through Time is bad. It obviously just starts running Treasure Cruise just so we can still have the delve, but it still won't be as good. Uh, Treasure Cruise is a sorcery. Yeah, I think let's just blame it all on Jace. Well, something. they probably would. That's what I mean. They could take the lab man effects away. Like, you can no longer... Or at least one of them. Like, take away the Oracle or just take away Jace, not both. That's not how combos work, man. They're, if they're going to take away the combo, they're going to take away the whole thing. At, at that point, you just ban Inverter. But I think it's fine for the format. Underworld Breach, I don't think, is going to actually see the Pioneer ban. To be completely honest, I think it'll see it in maybe the Eternal, like, the Eternal Eternal formats, like Legacy and Vintage. Yeah, maybe yeah, even after it's, after its recent showings, it hasn't really performed. Um, honestly, I could if they did a modern ban, I could see prime time getting hit. We'll see. What, I think we'll see what happens in Baltimore too, kind of. But their mind has to be made up already. Yeah, they're they're definitely if they made the announcement, they're not waiting for more data, kind of thing. It's it's one of those things like here we have these on the pl- on the plan. So, get your fun time in now because it's going to be gone. Yeah, maybe they just ban something weird too. Or maybe we get an unbanning. Who's to say? Unban fetchlands? No, actually, please don't do that. How about Nexus of Fate? Right? No, I'd be okay with Val of Summer. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. <laughs> yeah are you like, are you out of your mind? I just like Val. Let's just give that to Saltai Delirium. Yeah, that's smart. That's that makes all the sense. All right, let's get out of the ban world here. <laughs> so, one thing we've been talking about a lot is planning like a trip to a magic magic event, and like our experiences with the first one we went to is actually like the only one we've went to as well. Like we took it as a team. This is where actually our team Pink kind of came from. We decided we were going to show up at the event. With pink sleeves, pink shirts, pink mats, and uh, that's how we became Team Pink. Yeah, it was a real good time. We shoved Jack in the back of a Mustang for 14 hours and just drove, man. For those of you who don't know, I'm a very large (laughs) gentleman. And while Ryan and I were just driving from New York to North Carolina to Charlotte. So, I'm just... what. In the back of a thing. Yeah, it was fine. So the first thing, I saw you starting a trip. You pl- Dinner box. Yeah. All right. It's a little side story. So we are just getting into just getting into Pennsylvania, and we're from like the Buffalo area. So we're we're driving as I I hop behind the wheels. My turn to drive, and we decided we we're like, oh, let's get gas before we head like through Pennsylvania, right? So we were like, ah, let's grab some food too. And my is three. It's almost three o'clock in the morning. We all work that day. We all work in uh, in the restaurant industry. So we finished work and we were gonna leave at like midnight to get down there. So here we are in the McDonald's drive-through. Jack had taken sleeping pills and he was sleeping. Right. Well, out of nowhere, out of a dead sleep, like here we are in the front seat ordering like a couple McChickens. And just getting ready to go. I don't know how to death sleep. Jack's in the back. Dinner box! Excuse me? (laughs) 
it was 3 a.m. And you just heard this poor person in the... He, he fought through the sleeping pills. Fought through the sleeping pills. To just hear that guy. And you could hear the poor person that was on that mic just deflated. <laughs> like, because here they are thinking, like, oh, we're just going to get out of this with two McChickens, two McDoubles. Nah. Dinner box. Oh, hysterical. So, <laughs> in my defense, I was quite hungry and kind of cold. And I just... Really wanted some Big Macs and fries. So that's the first thing you want to do. Is you want to plan where you're going to go, make your travel plans, and then order the dinner box. And then order the dinner box. <laughs> so, like, the next thing you want to do is you want to figure out what you're playing. So we went to this tournament. I was playing Blue White Control. Ryan was playing Jund. And Jack was playing Blue Tron. And I don't know, Ryan, how'd you say our. Deck building extravaganza went. I had all the pieces, probably except Dark Confidant. Dark Confidant, I think, would have helped me out so much. Did you not register a Dark Confidant in that tournament? No, I didn't have them. Really? So after the tournament, yeah. It was, I don't know, it was a process. It was we bought into, so Jack had already been previously playing Modern, and Ryan and I bought into Modern like a matter of weeks. It was like three weeks, and we just slammed these decks together and then just started playing all the modern, just trying to learn this format. I think that was the toughest part about like preparing for it was like trying to learn what the format was. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a pretty extensive process. Yeah, we didn't have it's, much time either. It's just either. slamming games. Yeah, modern at the time, too, was a little crazy. This, this is... Trying to learn all the docs. And this is where Dredge came back, because we, we went during... Uh, it was during return the return to the Return to Ravnica. It was, um, I think... This, Ravnica Legion. Was it the second Ravnica set? Creeping. We're, we're creeping. Yeah, and out. so all of a sudden, Dredge came back out of nowhere. And I forgot. Yeah, I think our tournament was the second tournament it showed up at. And so nobody was really Something ready like for it. It just wrecked everybody. We all blue white control won the tournament, though. Yeah, but we all ended up like dropping. I got one game further than than Ryan and Jack did. We had both ended up. We all ended up dropping and just going through side events. But it was so much testing. Yeah, yeah you guys. Uh, and then, uh, you guys played the classic, right? We were, we didn't play the classic. We played the modern open. We're the open. Oh, the modern open. Yeah, I I just slammed commander games the rest of the weekend. It was awesome. But we did. We played. Well, here was the problem. Like, because Ryan and I had joined, like, started playing modern after we had been playing like all of the, like the Kaladesh and Amiket standard. So trying to like get into this higher power of cards was rough. Because here we are living in a world of just mono red aggro. Right. To like having somebody carn you on turn three, storm, yeah, storm. So I mean, <clears throat> the lantern deck. Uh... Yeah, like it, I think that was more moved into like the War of Invention like side of that deck though. Like I think that's where we right. were at with that lantern control style deck at that time. That was nuts. But it was it was a tough learning curve, and it was just game, 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 game. I played against a lot of Jund. Ryan and I lived together, and I played against a lot of Jund. And the worst part is, like, my first matchup was Jund, and I just got smoked. 
It should have been like my best, like most well prepared matchup, and this dude's just like, "Nah, dude, Bloodbraid, I'll kill you." Thanks. Mine was Mono Green Tron, and I got spanked. It wasn't even fair. I'm pretty sure Jack played against Blue White Control. Yeah, I actually, in my first round, I played against the person that won the tournament with Blue White Control. <laughs> Good getting what and, you deserve. Uh, That's what you do. You yeah. need to pay for your Tron sins. I play. I played against Blue White Control, and then I played against Jund, and then I dropped because I lost. Well, you could go X four in that tournament. Uh oh, that's right. I played Jund. I lost three. Yeah, that you guys day. lost three. I lost. I we actually all yeah. dropped after three, not realizing you could go X four. Yeah. But that's something you find out later in the tournament. Like as people are dropping. My second match was Dredge, and I was like, I have no idea. I gotta watch this guy, how this works. Yeah, that was the most confusing thing, because they're playing, like, when when they started playing Dredge, it was just, everything was all over the place. Like, it's just such an untidy board state. Like, I hate playing against it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a vast difference between playing someone who's playing Jun that just is playing the deck for the tournament because they think it's good, and someone that actually plays, like, so much or uh, dredge rather so much dredge because the like the people that i've played against that play a ton of dredge always have their graveyard like nice and organized so everyone can see what they're doing and they go through their sequence like pretty precisely it's actually not a bad matchup um when the person really knows how to play the deck other than that it's just it's sloppy it's confusing and i think that's a lot of like what people prey on you with because they know it's just confusing and sloppy. Yeah, oh, for it's, sure. It's really hard to follow along, even if they are kind of tidy. It's still really pretty hard to follow along as as the opponent watching it go off, and you're just trying to make sure this guy's doing all the right and things. And, like, not cheating, right because it's like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. You're just playing your graveyard? That's cool. For free? Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, so, what did, the night before the tournament... What 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 goes on before you head into these events? What should you be doing the night before? Uh, playing a few rounds, right? Then we're gonna resleeve. Oh yeah, always resleeve. Definitely, uh, I, I recommend registering your deck the day before online. It saves a lot of time in the morning. Yeah, and it's huge because you sit down and they give you a yeah. piece of paper and you just write on it that you registered online. You don't have to do any of that stuff, and you can go enjoy. Like, the things around you while everybody's trying to get their decks registered. Make sure it's right so they don't get a game loss. Right. Yeah, go through every card like, at least three times. And just make sure, like, and after you, so after you receive, you want to make sure you give it a good couple shuffles. Like, you don't want that brand new just sleeved. I, 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 yeah, I like to play games. I know Ryan Goldfish is by himself. He just sits there and just... Hangs out goldfishes. We played a couple in the room, but the, yeah. the hard part is we didn't want to beat up our sleeves, too. Like you just slapped on new sleeves. You want to give it a couple goes and not have it. That fresh up, though. You got you to definitely get some games. In. Right. And you were, At least we were just all sitting there in the hotel room for a while, just sitting there shuffling, shooting the shit and shuffling. Not playing. Just sitting there, just shuffling our cards. Shuffling yep. our cards. Just making sure they got a good shake. Drawing hands. And then... And then you want to make sure you have, I personally recommend when you're all done for the night, packing all your stuff up, double checking all your cards are there, packing it up, and then 
don't even don't disturb it don't move it if you've double checked that it's all there put it in your bag go to bed and get a good night's sleep because you're about to play magic for especially if you go far in the tournament long. eight ten hours it's a long day of playing magic so much time in between rounds yeah so you're trying just, to swipe your opponent in 15 minutes and go hang out for a little while Right, and that's why I'm saying I recommend just getting it all packed up. So when you wake up in the morning, like the day of, you wake up in the morning, you get a good base, get a good breakfast in. As I said, you're going to be playing Magic for for hours. Double check your bag and get to the venue. Get to the venue. I think we were we were there right when the doors were open. Yeah, I think we got there at like eight thirty nine o'clock, and it was dope. Like it was nice. Yeah, I mean, some of my favorite parts of the whole thing were. The vendors that had the uh, the quote unquote heavily played cases. Oh, the heavily played cases. Yeah. Were great. We were just actually talking to Ryan's dad about that last night when I stopped over for a minute. We were we were all just talking like there's so many so many things in like these ready to, or these heavily played cases that you can get for yeah for a fraction. I mean, I, I, real cheap. I mean, I remember I, I picked up a Mox Opal there, and at the time, before it was banned, it was a $100 card that I got for $40 because it was quote-unquote heavily played. And it's not in bad shape. There's some cards that are no, beat to piss. it's fine. Like, there's some cards you look at them, and I wouldn't even pay for, like, the amount of money they wanted me to pay for it. Because it's not even... You're sitting there like, is this really sleeve playable? Is it really anything playable? Can you even read this? You know, that's yeah. there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, bring snacks, you know, it's, as I said, it's a long day. Oh, to... yeah. Pack, packing. Like, I think it's pretty acceptable to bring like a backpack. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. I got around. So definitely trail mix with water. The food at those vendors is always just garbage. I know they like, had some pretty good chicken fingers. Ryan and I were hammering those down. That's pretty dope. We were that's, also, that's what I mean, though. It's all it's greasy, also, it's whatever. Also nice we were good for re-entry, so we can leave and go back in kind of whenever. Yeah, which is great. Like, if you're a smoker and you want to get outside, or just being outside, it's stuffy in there. You know, And but the thing is, like, I... Like, you go to, go to play in the big tournament, all you got is your deck box and your play mat. Right. Well, I mean, that's... Your double tube. So, you know, it was sweet, though, but we didn't mention. The night before, we actually went and found a card shop and went in there just to see what they had, looking around, because we also, we went to the tournament with, well, at least Ryan and I did. I think, I don't know if Jack had one or not, but Ryan and I had a standard deck built. We had a modern deck built. Jack had commander decks. But it was really cool. We actually found this... this um, weird like in an old weird old building like game shop they were playing pokemon on one side or something and magic on the other and they had a uh magic card vending machine oh that was my favorite part of the whole weekend was that magic card vending machine man it was awesome it's called get some game i found the business oh did you nice and that was a nice little shop like it was cool and it was funny is when we were in there we commercial i have Charlotte, North Carolina. Actually, I thought it was super cool that they had those computer stations set up for singles. So you like go on the computer, order your singles, and then by the time you get up to the counter, they just like have them ready for you. Yeah, I kind of. I got another fun little side story from uh, just that venue too. Was I got to meet the uh, person from Blackwing Studio? 
and eventually oh that's where our jace tokens came from yeah yeah there's there's so much to do and but what's cool about that game stores too like there's people in there they're all super nice like we ended up buying everyone bought something on because the lady was so nice yeah we bought we actually found these ultra pro like uh string bags like something you take to the gym which we've been using for years i actually used mine as my carry-on when i went to hawaii um <laughs> last sir in january yeah that was my carry-on it was my ultra pro bag but uh, I think we all bought a we all bought a box there as well. We no, split. you and Ryan split a box. I oh, I sir right. did not split a box. <laughs> we needed packs. That's that just. But I got like, what I got a deck box. Um, yeah, it was actually it was one of my favorite deck uh, boxes I have. Yeah, the deck box we all got pink dice. Yes, we all did get pink dice as well. Yes, because we were all kitted <laughs> pink out. But I mean we went on a little tangent here, but I didn't really particularly mind the food at the vendors, but the problem is like the time you have between match. Say like you went to time, you're about to just go right. Well, I guess not. Cause they play control and you're just late. And, yeah. and so now all of a sudden you don't have time to eat, go grab a drink. So like having some snacks like that, you can just pound like throughout the day is probably a really good go-to move. And then, also while you're playing, remember to be respectful of other players, their cards, their stuff. I actually was guilty of being too respectful of other players' stuff. Like, I was playing at a good pace. Like, that wasn't the right, issue. Yeah. But I was playing with, um, what, I, I surgical extraction somebody. And they got mad at me because I didn't just didn't reach across the table and pick up their deck and start going through it. Like, he yelled at me. He's like, aren't you going to I was like, well, it's waiting for you to, you know tell me it was good and hand me your deck pretty much. So he's like, nah, man, that's not how these things work. <laughs> but it's, it's weird because like I was saying, like oh, myself, I, I would definitely feel, I don't, ahead, I sorry. personally don't like the fact that shuffling is, is like an accepted form of you cutting my deck as well. Cause like, I don't know you and all I, all I know is I spent like 14, $1,500 in total just on the cards that I'm playing for you to pick them up and start shuffling them. Like, I'm not okay with that, but whatever it's, it is what it is. I'm also going to shuffle your cards too, if you're going to shuffle mine, but that's also the thing. Like, I'm not going to be very like open to you just picking my deck up and start ripping through it. Like, excuse me. Yeah, I feel, I feel the same way. I would definitely feel some sort of way if someone played surgical extraction and just reached over and grabbed my deck. Like, that's because we're we're your like average gamer. We're your like average magic players. You know what I mean? We're like play at the mom and pop shop, magic players for the most part. You know, and uh, that's kind of not how most small communities operate either. You know? Yeah, well, the shop we play, everyone's pretty respectful. They all play really rude decks that I hate, but they're respectful people, right? Yeah, but there wasn't like the at the shop we were playing at. It's they are playing really rude decks, but it's also like these kids who are building these decks that don't have jobs or trying to play in store credit. So they yeah, they're gonna build the best deck. But someone was just so arrogant about it, where I just want to punch them in the face. Like I understand, yeah, you just built Tron, and you want to play Tron. 
All right, let's. Uh... But you know that's but that's the thing. Like, yeah, it was a small small pool community or whatever. But again, like, yeah, we were bringing different decks, but these are all these these kids had. You know, when you're talking about high school kids playing with these expensive modern decks, like, I get it. Like, I understand why they're playing with them. Doesn't mean it doesn't tilt me a little bit. We would have done the same. Oh, I was doing the same sort of thing. Facts. But there's a lot of stuff to do. Like, once, if say you leave the tournament, or even say you don't go to the tournament for the main event, there's a lot of things to do. Like, around there. It's just, like, at Magic Fest, you have cosplayers walking around. You know, there's artists. There's vendors. There's a huge prize wall. It's kind of neat seeing all the uh, camera, you know, Twitch stuff, like, in person, too. Like, these people are over and just at the camera tables playing Magic, and you can kind of, like, see what's going on. But they also have TVs. Yeah, I was like, they're on the monitors. So that's cool, too. But, like, there's there's a lot to do. Like I said, even if you don't go to play the main event, go play some side events. There's so much you can do. Like, Ryan and I jumped into a, uh, like, a random, like, 10-person standard tournament out of nowhere. They had, uh, they also had side event packages, so you could just go the whole weekend and play side events and just have fun. Yeah, just play drafts. it was literally just unlimited side events. And, yeah, exactly, there was drafts, so we played... Me, Jack, and Ryan all played together. We played in the same draft pool, which I wasn't a big fan of because it was like you're one and done. It wasn't like a two out of three and figuring out. It was literally if you lost, you were out. So if you didn't open, if your three packs weren't great, you weren't, uh, you were not having a good time. I feel like the prizes for all most of those events are pretty fair too. Well, I feel like we all kind of walked away with a bunch of packs. Yeah, well, look at the prizes like Jack was getting for Commander. You know, he was playing what was it, ten dollar entry Jack for Commander? No, it was only five, and then you were guaranteed uh, a prize ticket no matter what. And then if you won, you got an extra one. So it's essentially like pay five dollars, play a game of Commander, and walk away with either five or ten dollars a, a ticket prize tickets yeah but plus yeah. you got to have fun playing commander yeah. oh and then there was there was also like uh if you made a good play the table could vote on somebody to get an extra ticket yeah so pretty much if you comboed off they're like all right whatever dude here's my tickets no, a lot of times if you combo off, the whole table's like, okay, cool, bro. Uh, I'm going to vote for that guy because he's playing this super awesome Hydra tribal deck. Here's an extra ticket. I had a blast playing uh, Two-Headed Giant. Yeah, Two-Headed Giant was awesome. And then it was... We we had such, like some of the strangest games, too. We actually... The last person we played against, or maybe it was the second, second team we played against, they had all the bombs. They had a Vraska. They got a Ritual of Soot. Like they had, yeah, and the, the worst part is, they sat there and literally tutored for the Vraska. And we're just like, really? Stop. And so we drafted an Assassin's Trophy, which was in my deck. And <laughs> here we are just trying to dig through my deck just to try to get to it so we could blow up that 
it wasn't even Vraska that we wanted to blow up. There was something else. There was a different threat on the board. And we are like, man, we got to get to this so we can do And then here comes Tudor, Vraska, and we're like, ugh, this can't be real. So now there's two threats we have to get rid of. One of them being a planeswalker. There's, there's no way to get rid of that bomb. There's just not. Yeah, it was good. I was playing Boros. Boros Agro. I think I was playing Blue Black. I think I was playing Saltai. I was. I was playing Saltai. And it was fun. Like, I had a blast. Everybody that was in the pod that we were with was was super fun. Like, it was literally just everybody hanging out and having yeah, fun. I had, I, had, I had a lot of fun in that standard tournament, too. Yeah, like I actually played a game of modern with some guy, and this is when before Is It Phoenix became a thing. So the guy was playing Is It Phoenix in standard, and then he also had built it in modern. So we finished our game, and he's like, "All right, let's you know, do you have a modern deck? I want to try this out." And I was playing you know, my blue white control list, and I beat him bad, but the deck wasn't like tuned. He didn't have all the cards he needed for it. It wasn't like the iteration where it was just like, I'm winning tournaments with this Is It deck before Faithless Looting got banned. You know, so then all of a sudden, just getting beat down. Well, I beat him down with Teferis and stuff, but it was fun. Like, the people we met there was were really fun. And what's crazy is most of these people, we talked to a guy before, like the the doors open, who had driven there from Cleveland. So he was close to us. And he had gone to, like, one the weekend before and one the weekend before that, just driving all over the U.S. on the weekends, making magic tournaments. Living the absolute dream. Oh, living the absolute (laughs) dream. (laughs) I go home, go back to work. But the prizes were fun, too. Like, they had... Like, those... The huge deck boxes. We all... We all bought the, uh... All kinds of different sleeves and play mats. What did we get? We bought those little, uh... The little boogie yeah, boards. Yeah, the, the mini boogie boards. Those were fun. It's not very practical. I mean, it's pretty good for a travel size, like put in your pocket. It actually worked out pretty solid, but... Uh, I don't recommend it if you play the card Bitter Blossom. Oh, I found Goif Dice there. Mm. Yeah, you did find Goif Dice. And a lot of this stuff we just bought with our winnings throughout the uh, throughout the tournament. You know, so it was a fun two days. Like it really was. Highly recommend. There's, like I said, there's, there's so much to do. You can do whatever you want to. And then, then, then like, uh, you know, you're done by nine, nine, ten o'clock at night. You still have some time to kind of go explore wherever you're at. Yeah, Jack and I went out. You know, or can... Yeah, that yeah. was that was actually super fun. I highly recommend getting out on the town that you're visiting. Yeah, it was super fun. We asked, So Jack and I asked an Uber driver. This is after we couldn't figure out the train system. Like, the the, the train oh, yeah. ticket machine just wasn't taking our money. And he was like, nah, I don't want your money. So we ended up taking an Uber. We said to the Uber driver, uh, can you just take us like this to a dive bar? She took us to a place called the Epicenter. And it was oh, a, it was a so parking awesome. ramp just full of bars and with a club at the top. And we're over here like, um, mind you, it was Halloween weekend. Oh, but yeah, <laughs> we, we wanted to go to a, we wanted to go to talk about Southern hospitality. Right, facts. Yeah, wanted to go to a dive bar. Ended up at like the most happening place 
in the whole place. And then when I got out of the Uber on the ride home, I split my pants like completely down the side, not down the seam. It was down the seam. I got caught like my, my pocket got caught on like the thing that latches the door, like on the, like not the actual physical door, but the one that's attached to the car. My pocket got caught in there and just ripped my pants straight down the seam all the way down. It was fun though. It was a good time. And then we got up and played a, Ten more hours of yeah. magic. Drove home in the rain. Two. We drove there in the rain. Drove home in the rain. Facts. Then that covers that. Ugh. Yeah, that was, that was a good time. Ooh, passing the salt. I think we got one. All right. So Ryan says he wants to pass the salt. Looks like we have. Oh no. It's- Jack is the salt. Well, I think one. you you got some salt too. It looks like here, so we got a couple salt shakers down. Oh, that's uh, no, nah, you don't I want don't it. I think I'm too salty about the. Now that's just vintage. Like, what do you expect? All right, Jack, what are you salty about? Oh man, I'm just salty that no matter what I do, whenever I play against Will, he seems to always just stabilize at one or two life play a time-traveling black man, and then beat me. <laughs> uh, wow. All right. Um, hate get the feeling that everyone's so salty with me when they play, again, play me in Magic. Well, you always just stabilize at one. Well, I don't know. Get better, dude. I don't know what to really tell you. Just play more. It, you know what? Happens. You know what though? Too every time you stabilize at one, if you look back, I wonder how many percentage of those games is me on turn two saying, "Oh man, I should have just attacked there." Oops. Well, maybe you don't really. This is your like first time of really playing aggro. You've never really been an aggro player. Like you're not even playing aggro. You're playing mid range. Uh, I don't know. Bad spirits is pretty aggro. I think a lot of it when it comes down to it, though, is I take a lot of risks. You know, I try to see if I can survive one more turn without spending my board wipe to get max value or, like, anything along those lines. So, yeah. like, yeah, I do stabilize at one because I went a little riskier to see if I can bait you I play also... one more creature, maybe, or... Yeah. I, I also don't think I've ever played against you when you weren't playing blue. And this is where not having blue and Abzan comes in. Because a lot of the time, too, like I have these threats down and you're able to take a risk and a lot of the time still hold up a counter. Whereas when I'm trying to take a risk, it's like me tapping out and hoping you don't have the counter. Um, I'm going to give you some words to live by. I always have the counter, Jack. You always do. You always have the counter. You always tap the counter. I sandbag so hard you could put me in the in a truck bed, and I'd keep you. Yeah. Oh, I, dude, Jack. All you gotta do is just play everything. He can't stop it all. That's the truth. I tr- I That's... try. No, he can. He can, in fact, stop it all, Ryan. It's. At, I thought no. seized him yesterday, and in his hand, he held enough removal to deal with everything in my hand. And probably what I was going to draw for the next three turns. See, you let it get to that point, though. That was turn one. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean what? I let it get to that point? 
you play the game, just hammer it down. Well, he's gonna have to spend all. And of I, his I cards. think that's like why I'm having so much trouble with this Grixis list that I'm playing because if you look at it, I only have like two actual hard counters in the deck. Like in the seventy-five, I have mystical disputes, and like these hard counters that I added, I just added for the second turn, the second league that I'm in, just to because I found like a lot of the times, like the cards that I had. I wished for counter spells. You know, you ever like have somebody play a card against you? You're like, man, you, you I wish this you, was something you draw else. a card knowing that it was like either that or a counter spell. And you're like, man, I really wish that was the counter spell instead. What's, what's been getting me lately is, oh man, I wish this was anything other than an abrupt decay because that thing that I need to kill costs four mana. Or in my case, it costs five and it's a dragon. Yeah, whatever. The Dragon God. Pharaoh. Planeswalker. Legendary. Ravager. I don't play the creature bowl is for the reason that I don't want it to be killed by a creature killing spell. Should it? I need to run more D-Spark. I don't know. I don't think so. At least on the board, maybe. Actually, one of the things I want to do is I want to do a... I want to do like a mini-series where I make... Uh, control deck and like all the different like color pie combos. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I'd like to see you make like, a gruel control deck. Well, probably not gruel, but anything that makes sense. I bet I could make some so, gruel. So just like blue X? Nah, you can make like um, you could definitely do like Orzov. You could yeah. definitely do Abzan. You could definitely do like Jund. Like things that make sense. But I think that's all we have for today. What do you guys think? Uh yeah. It was a good one. Right. Told some stories. Got a little salty. For sure. So for uh Team Pink, I'm Will. I'm Jack. I'm Ryan. And aka Mr. Rouch. <laughs> Alright. And uh <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. You can find us on social media and Facebook at facebook.com slash teampinkgames. Twitter at teampinkgames. Twitch.tv slash teampinkgaming. And as always, teampinkgames.com. Thanks.